Chapter number four of Regiment of Women. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Regiment of Women by Clemence Dane. Chapter four. In the months that followed the eating of the omelette, Alvin would have agreed that the cynic who said that an entirely successful love affair can only be achieved by foundlings should have included friendship in his dictum. For relations, well, everybody knew what everybody meant when relations were mentioned in that particular tone, and Elspeth, dearest of maiden aunts, was nevertheless at times aggressively a relation, privileged to wet-blanket enthusiasms. Elspeth made, indeed, no stand against the alliance that had sprung mushroom-like into existence, was courteous, in her sweet silent fashion to Claire Hartill, at their occasional meetings but she remained subtly uninterested but when again had that suppressed and self-effacing personality shown interest in any living thing save alvin herself alvin shrugging her shoulders and ignoring as youth must the affectionate provision that had lapped her all her life supposed that she must not expect too much of poor dear elspeth it was characteristic of their relationship that she never called her guardian aunt Elspeth, darling Elspeth, but a little limited, perhaps. Hardly to be expected that she should appreciate a Miss Hartill. Elspeth, though Alvin never guessed it, quite understood what went on in her niece's mind, was resigned to it. She knew that she was not a clever woman. She had been too much occupied all her life in smoothing the way for other people to have had leisure for her own cultivation, physical or mental. Her two years of teaching in the uncertificated eighties had but served to reveal to herself her ingrained incapacity for garment. She had never forgotten the humiliation of those months when Claire Hartill, a pitiless fourteen-year-old girl, had headed one successful revolt after another against her. It had been an episode. With the advent of Alvin, she had returned to domesticity, but the experience had intensified her innate lack of self-esteem. There were times when she seriously debated whether, in bringing up her orphan niece, she were indulging herself at the expense of her duty. She knew quite well, and rejoiced shamefacedly in the knowledge, that Alvin, her beautiful, brilliant, headstrong girl, could twist the old aunt round her little finger. And that, of course, could not be good for Alvin. Alvin was, to do her justice, extremely fond of her aunt. Till the advent of Claire Hartill, Elspeth had been the pole star of her world. All the more disconcerting of Elspeth, receiver of confidences, therefore, to be so entirely uninterested in the comment that was deflecting Alvin from her accustomed orbit. She wondered occasionally what her aunt's history had been. Elspeth was reticent, never a woman of reminiscences. Her relations were distant ones whom she rarely mentioned and apparently more rarely missed. Alvin was the more surprised one breakfast, when retailing the school's latest scandal, she was interrupted by an exclamation of pleasure. Alvin, the Lumstons are coming back! Elspeth rustled the foreign paper delightedly. Alvin wrinkled her brows. The Lumstons? Oh, those cousins of yours. Yes, the youngest, Rosemary, only died last year. Don't you remember? They've lived abroad for years on account of her health, and her son Roger always went out to her for his holidays. Roger, is that the velveteen boy in the big album? Elspeth laughed. He must be thirty by now. 
the estate went to him. It was let, you know, and a great house at Den, to a school, I believe. They had lost money, and Rosemary was always extravagant. Roger went to America for a time, but still he is well enough off. He came home when his mother died last year, and now it seems he's taken a house close to their old home and settled down as a market gardener. The Lumstons are to come and keep house for him. He's very fond of his aunts, I know. Well, to think of seeing Jean and Alicia again after all these years. They want us to come and stay when they settle down. You'll enjoy that? Alvin eyed her aunt curiously. Elspeth's pale cheeks were pink, her faded eyes dreamy. Her unconscious hand was wrapping out its tune upon the tablecloth, the only symptom of excitement that Elspeth ever showed. Were you fond of them? Why hadn't you ever been to see them, Elspeth? Time flies, and I certainly can't afford to gad about the Riviera. And that was you, you know. Besides... She hesitated. Besides what? Elspeth did not seem to hear. You like Dan, Alvin. Oh, yes, I know it well. I used to stay with them before the great house was let. Years ago. And Roger? I hope you'll get on with Roger. I haven't seen him since he was five. A jolly little fellow, and from what Alicia says... But Alvin would not take any interest in Roger. He had a snub nose in the photograph, and besides, she hated men. So dull. As Claire said, indeed, she wasn't always quoting Claire. She didn't always set up Claire's judgment against Elsbeth's. Elsbeth needn't get huffy. She would like to go down to Den very much if Elsbeth wanted to, some time or other. But when the holidays came and the formal invitation, Alvin was less amenable. Why couldn't Elspeth go alone? Elspeth couldn't expect her to go and stay with other strangers. She hated strangers. Besides, there was Claire. It was Claire and Alvin by that time. She and Claire had planned out every day of the holidays, everything fixed. She really couldn't ask Claire to upset all her arrangements. It wouldn't be fair. Awfully sorry, of course, but why couldn't Alvin's dear Elspeth go by herself? She, Alvin, could keep house. Oh, perfectly well. She wasn't a fool. She wouldn't dream of spoiling Elspeth's holiday, but Elspeth must see that there was no need for Alvin to share it. But Elspeth was unusually obstinate. Elspeth, it appeared, wanted Alvin with her. Wanted to show Alvin to these old friends, wanted to show these old friends to Alvin, wouldn't enjoy the visit without Alvin at her elbow, refused utterly to be convinced of unreasonableness. Alvin would enjoy the change the country. Didn't Alvin love the country? And if she herself and Alicia and Jean were not of Alvin's generation, there was always Roger. By all accounts, Roger was very nice, witnessed the aunts, who adored him. Alvin snorted. She argued the matter mercilessly, length, breadth, depth, and back again, and ended, as Elspeth knew she would, by getting her own way. But Elspeth did not go to Den by herself. There she was mulish. Go visiting and leaving the housekeeping to Alvin's tender mercies? Heaven forbid! There was more in housekeeping than dusting a bedroom, making peppermint creams, or wasting four eggs on an omelette. So Alvin spent her pleasant holidays in and out of Claire Hardell's pocket, and Elspeth stayed at home. But Elspeth had learned her lesson. It was many a long day before she again suggested a visit to Den. End of chapter 4